David. Connor. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle David. What's that smell you thinking again? That's right, that's right. Dude, It's that felt so rusty. Like, it's been like a month since we've recorded, right, so yeah. like, I, yeah. I, I feel out of practice. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, how you doing, Connor? I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. Uh, it's, it's good. It is not a nice day out at all. It, it was storming last night, and it was super windy and crazy, so now everything is just out of whack. Like, <laughs> it was so bizarre. It's very yeah. sad. Uh, how's, how's the weather up there? Yeah, it was kind of kind of the same last night. It was super rainy, and then, like, when I woke up this morning, there was snow on the ground. Not really sure where that came from, but, <laughs> yeah. It's just a, just a after effect of the torrential downpour. It's just, some of it turned to snow. Yeah, apparently. That's pretty exciting. exciting. Um, yeah, who doesn't love a nice random snowstorm? Uh, we have no yeah. snow yet, but I'm sure we'll get it eventually, at least as far as I know. Uh, the, the blinds are closed right now, so the, who knows? Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't necessarily need to keep talking about the weather, though I guess it is sort of, in this case, thematically appropriate, because this week we're going to dive <coughs> into a topic that we kind of alluded to um, in our Halloween music episode, but decided to kind of tackle this week because, you know, it's getting around that time, and that is Christmas music, because, you know, there's such a wide variety of this shit, and we're all very used to it. So I think, uh, I think it's time we talked about exactly what exactly it is and why exactly it's been made such a huge impact and like what our thoughts and some stuff are, you know, it's such a huge thing and everyone has opinions on it that I think it might be interesting to talk about it. Uh, so do you think David, you ready to go? Do you have any more things you want to add before we begin? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm ready. All right, bet. And I think the easiest question to start off with and the one that feels most obvious is how do you think this got big in the first place? Like why? Like. It, there is not a single other holiday that does anything remotely similar to this. Uh, so what exactly made this holiday become such a huge thing where, you know, you can make music for it that's played every single year, you know, like the same songs too. It's not even like a ton of new stuff. What do you think? Right. I just think it's like, <clears throat> you know, part, part of the whole uh, getting into the spirit kind of thing, you know, um, you know, like with, with, with holiday music and just like, Around the around the Christmas time, everyone's trying to get into a, a good mood. And, you know, what what helps a lot for people is is music, you know? Um just, you know, listening to happy, joyous music uh during this happy and joyous time of the year can really help get a person into the spirit. <laughs> yeah, I get you, I get you. Um yeah, I mean, like, that whole... The, the fact that there's a spirit is just kind of already a crazy idea to me. Like, um, no, there's no... like Besides Halloween, like we discussed last week, there's no holiday that I think captures such a specific image in people's mind in a specific time of year with a specific kind of culture to it, like Christmas does. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to, like, marketing because, like, with Christmas, it, it, it is totally a time of year in terms of like stuff because everyone is shopping at this time. Everyone's decorating. There's a whole, there's a whole like routine of what's to do. So like, like I think, yeah, right. Decking the halls, that kind of thing. So like, as a result, I think like there's much more of a push for like people to kind of like, you know, market it, push forward, you know, get buy this, buy that. It, it, there's this whole rush of like trying to commercialize it. So I think with music, it almost kind of encourages more of that you know more of that time of year and that kind of vibe that 
this whole time of like this whole holiday is kind of centered around nowadays where it's like you know the, the rushes of people going to the store and you know like snow on the ground all the decorations set up and all that it's almost like i feel like music the music kind of established as part of that culture to kind of reinforce that you know what i mean yeah for sure i get what you're saying i mean that's my theory i mean like it it's crazy because like there just, there just isn't anything like it you know like there's no time of year where it ever does that and like i think we as like society at least i mean maybe i don't want to necessarily uh you know point fingers everyone else but i think we as a society have kind of put so much emphasis on the time of year that i think the music kind of comes as like a symptom of that like we need to keep we need to decorate everything you know including the music like we need to have that come in here and be part of it too um kind of reinforcing those memories and like we mentioned in the last episode i didn't want to necessarily cover this exact thing again but yeah like the memories associated with it the music has been around for so long at least a lot of the songs have that like everybody has a memory uh connected to that song you know or in some way remember that song from a time when they were a kid so like it is kind of this universal appeal that kind of connects pretty much everybody uh everybody um at least around this time about like what memories they have associated with this music you know um I think that's a big part of it too. So, yeah. so David, let me ask you: um, Do you think this is justified? You know, like, do you think we need this kind of Christmas music, or, or like this amount of Christmas music, or like, what, what's your opinion on it? Um, I, I definitely think that you know it, it is justified. You know, to some degree, uh, I think that you know having this Christmas music does indeed, you know, help, at least for me in, in, you know, my personal experiences dealing with, um, just saying, you know, getting into the, getting the spirit of, of things, um, Christmas music has definitely helped, you know, just like listening to just like even, even putting on like one song, you know, like hearing it like on the radio or like playing it on my phone or like hearing it across the street or something, you know, hearing, Tune like jingle bells even you know <laughs> like putting that on and uh you know I, I it helps you know like like there's something about it you know something about um the uh, the lyrics and just like like melodically like like how like how that all works and blends together really nicely it just it it helps give me the spirit and i think that's the case for a lot of people i, I think that's also a reason why people start listening to christmas music so early like i know that's something that we're going to be discussing later on but i I think it also goes hands in hand with that uh too just to like you know get into that feeling you know oh yeah absolutely like i think uh i kind of have to agree i mean for for all the songs i think are overplayed and kind of not that great there are plenty of songs that kind of evoke that nostalgic kind of connection and like and i'm just kind of like you know what this is the season you know it's a vibe um, and also, I think there's that kind of obscure, like, you know, um, what, what's the term? Like, kind of this induced uh, induced scarcity, I suppose. Or, like, you don't listen to this music any time until this time of year. So it kind of, like, gives it that sense of elusiveness, you know? Like, you hadn't listened to it for, like, 11 months, and then you hop into it right back in this last month. It's, like, connecting back to that, like, time of year where you listen to this music, like, at this one time, you know? So like if you listen to if we listen to it like constantly we'd get bored of it and then it wouldn't be a big deal, but we don't listen to it that much and when we do listen to it it's symptomatic of a time that we have positive memories of. So like, 
I think as that like that aspect of it makes it kind of like at least for me like this kind of like nostalgic kick like oh yeah I remember that you know like I remember when uh, I remember this idea I remember uh, like you know vibe into this song you know like um, back you know <laughs> 11 months ago um, so like I think it's kind of a big part of it and um, that makes it a lot more like you know there's 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 more of a like warm feeling with it too when it comes to that like you were mentioning before. Um, so then, no, no, Connor. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to ask you a question. Ooh, bet. That's so exciting. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, like, what about um, Christmas music, you know, like, like, like lyrically and just like, like melodically, like, like what, like what makes that, oh, like yeah. what, what gives that warm and cozy feeling that exactly. we all. That's a good question. It's a good question. I think. Uh, it's going to be different from person to person. But I think at its core, aside from the obvious, it should be about Christmas. I think the, te- the, the trends of the popular songs tend to be that they're very, very easy to listen to. Like, there's a lot of instruments, a lot of sounds, a lot of ways of singing that are kind of intense, you know, even, even ones that aren't that crazy, you know, like a lot of like guitars or like, you know, lots of drums and lots of loud singing and yelling, you know. That's that's well all well and good, but it tend a lot of Christmas songs don't tend to have that. Uh, a lot of them tend to be a little more laid back. They have softer, uh, different kinds of instruments. You know, you hear a lot more bells, which I mean, you know, Christmas bells. So sure, they they kind of seem to have more of a laid back vibe for the most part. And the ones that are a little more exciting do tend to kind of not, they don't push it that far. You know, songs like All I Want for Christmas Is You and like uh, Underneath the Tree kind of thing. Like they're they're exciting, I guess, but like they still kind of represent that, you know, generally upbeat spirit. They don't necessarily go that crazy. So I think a lot of it tends to be very laid back. And I think lyrically, uh, the biggest thing is just rem- like emitting that sense of like what we do during the holidays, you know, whether it be like a song from a movie where it's like, oh, it represents like what the movie's about. So obviously it's going to be, uh, going to be nostalgic to Christmas or like the lyrics just being about something familiar, like uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire when it's old, but you get what I mean. Um, and like just that general like vibe of like yes this is something I experience you know this is the kind of vibe I get with Christmas, uh, it's very laid back very like you know seasonal very festive, and something that, like kind of like a comfort blanket you know it's always there, uh, something nice and something relaxing this is the vibe I always got. What do you think, Dave? Oh yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I don't even like know what else to add, but like I, I think I think you really really nailed it there. But yeah, I think it's just like the like that, the the relatable, um, easygoing lyrics, you know, like with uh, a lot of a lot of Christmas music, um, a lot of it came out like during the the fifties and sixties, I'd say. So um, at least like it's the classic ones, right. you know. Um, and uh, it, it, it kind of the songs out in the fifties. No, I no no no. I'm, okay, so, <laughs> no, I'll play it. I'll play it. There's I get it. different generations of Christmas music that that we'll definitely get into later. There's the on. there's the uh, Bing Crosby era and the Mariah Carey era. <laughs> right, right, right. And I I think you know those those first original um, Christmas songs really like set the tone of what you know Christmas music is is like. You know, like you ne- you never you never hear any like. And I think I think it stems from um, you know like obviously like uh, Christmas is rooted in in you know the Catholic holiday you know of right. Christmas right so 
a lot of them are, you know, rooted in uh, like the, the religious elements as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you never hear any like profanity or like any swearing, you know, it, it's all that, you know, that feel good kind of, kind of, kind of music to it. Um, really like easy going, you know, family friendly, um, you know, like, like all that stuff, you know, like, and then there, and there's a lot of, uh, like religious Christmas music as well too. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, kind of, uh, <laughs> anything to add to that? <laughs> no, um, I don't have much more to add to that. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's, there's a wide variety of mixes you get. Um, I think, yeah, like, uh, especially what you mentioned about like the religious music, that's a big part of it too. Kind of like that, like connecting to the holiday kind of meaning like that. That's going to mean a lot to a lot of different people. And I think even people who don't necessarily like, aren't necessarily, um, like they don't believe in that holiday or at least celebrate it like that. At the very least, there's those connections that those songs give. So I think it's a way, good way of unifying everybody, you know, it unifies people who believe in it that, yeah. or don't, it, it unifies everybody over this common, this common vibe of Christmas, you know? So I think there's, a, that's another great part of it is how it kind of connects people in that regard. Um, exactly. I think, I think, um, I think like that actually, you know what, that is kind of just the core of it. I think what makes uh, Christmas music so like notable is it's like the one kind of music that I think has appeal to everybody, you know? I think with even with every genre of music, uh, whether you're talking like any sort of rock, any sort of country, any sort of rap, like there are people whose tastes just kind of bounce off of that because like there's just they, they contrast, you know, like that's just how it goes. Uh, a lot of different music is very different. Uh, that being said, I think Christmas kind of rides the line in the middle where a lot of the songs don't aren't necessarily one genre or the other. They kind of ride their own little line. So I think that does make it a little easier to kind of connect with them because like in the end, you're not, there's not a lot of Christmas country songs. And if there are, they're not getting that big, you know, uh, there's not a lot of country rock or not country Christmas rock songs. If there were, that would be kind of hilarious, but I don't really know of many. Um, so like, I think like uh, it does kind of come down to that, like, you know, the vibe that um, the vibe of the songs give is very universal, you know, has that appeal that pretty much anybody, even if you don't like it, can at least get behind, you know? So I think that's, right. kind of, that's an underappreciated strength of them. Right, right. Uh, that'll, uh, Connor, uh, I'll just start kind of like discussing um, the, the different eras of Christmas. <laughs> the, the lineage, the legacy of Christmas music. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, like how we've gone from like the, uh, you know, the religious hymns to... Um, modern day christmas music you know like, how, <laughs> how, we, how did how, we get to mariah carey how did we get here yeah how did, how did we, we get, get to here? mariah carey where did she come uh, from and how come she only shows up around christmas who is she exactly exactly <laughs> like like name another mariah carey song that's not i went for christmas i dare you um <laughs> it's funny cause i really wish i really wish i had one ready so i could i could bounce that off of you but i don't know anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so kind of i pose the question to you how, how did we get here okay so it's pretty easy to spot the differences. I think when you hear a lot of older songs, they're pretty consistently this, uh, covers of classic songs. Like, there aren't a lot of original Christmas songs from that time. They're all covers of songs like Jingle Bells, you know, um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, 
uh, whatever that song chestnuts roasting on an open fire is actually called i don't really know what the name of that song is i think it's just called like the christmas song or something yeah um and then hymns like a lot of them are covers of those songs so not a lot of not a lot of them were really original at that time it, what was most notable about them at least from my notice is who's singing you know like there'd be covers of the same song by many different people so it kind of gave off this you know distinct vibe of each person's song you know uh, I think as you kind of approach the 80s, uh, I think it's kind of when, that's when you got like like that one song by, uh, I forget what it's called, oh, who sings it, it's one of the Beatles, um, but simply having a wonderful Christmas time, that song, um, where, and then there's songs like that, I think kind of ride the line of people's kind of likability of it, where a lot of 80s Christmas songs you don't hear much about, and if you do, they kind of pop up, same thing with like Wham, like Wham's cover, or Wham's Last Christmas, like very <laughs> yeah like divisive like the, i think the 80s 90s you kind of got a lot of christmas songs that are kind of just there and they pop up every once in a while but they aren't really as notable then i think as you get to modern times it's be like kelly clarkson mariah carey that kind of thing and uh michael buble essentially you're starting to get more of what people kind of were warmed up to in terms of christmas songs that are basically just pop songs um so i think it it's not necessarily reflective of trends, but I think it's more reflective of what people wanted from Christmas songs at that time, where at the very beginning, it was just, you know, let's, let's you know, have this time that connects us to when we were kids, you know, like this classic stuff. Then the 80s and 90s, uh, and even a little bit of the 70s, I think, kind of pushed it a little bit with like, trying some new stuff. And then with modern times, we kind of started gravitating towards pop music, so pop music kind of influenced uh, Christmas music a bit. That's kind of the vibe I'm starting to kind of get. Um, but overall, I think, the fact that the radio uh, consistently plays all of these genre, all of these generations of music, I think does kind of more affirm this idea that like, you know, all these Christmas songs are going to impact you growing up. Cause like, regardless of which generation you grew up in, you've heard all of these songs, you know what I mean? Like right. even if you grew up with listening to only the classic, um, the classics Christmas songs, the hymns and the, and the older kind of like jingle songs, like you're gonna hear the new ones play on the radio regardless. So eventually you'll start to kind of gravitate towards those music, at least being like subtly, subtly brainwashed. Um, and like, especially if you're listening, if you're, you know, our generation who's listened, uh, you know, in the time of Mariah Carey and company, like you'll still hear those classic songs and they'll still kind of leave an impact on you because you just always heard them, you know? So I think yeah. like if you had to split it up into generations, I think that's probably where you would do it. Um, another a big example of um, like 70s, 80s, uh, uh, 70s, 80s um, music kind of divisive is Jackson 5. Uh, Jackson 5 kind of hopped in there with Christmas songs that are pretty divisive. Um, so like, yeah, you kind of bounce around. It, it's very, uh, you hear a lot of it. So I think that's kind of the biggest way to differentiate everything. But like I said, it's it's not hard to connect to all of it, you know? Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Dave? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, when, when like back, back, back in the day, you know, uh, when when we had those, you know, like the the classic uh, Christmas songs, uh, like like you mentioned, like Jingle Bells and like the hymns and stuff like that. Um, like, like I mentioned, it was like rooted in like the the religious tones, and and I just think like over time, you know, like like Christmas is is one of those holidays that um is is you know celebrated by a lot of people like like at least like here in the united states um it, it's widely celebrated um therefore 
people wanted music that kind of strayed from those religious tones um, because not everyone was religious like that or wanted their music um, to, to have those religious tones. Um, but they still wanted to, you know, celebrate the, the Christmas holiday and be that Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. So I just think that like over time, um, you know, we, we got more music like that, more music that um, encapsulated, uh, you know, that, that, that winter, that winter wonderland kind of feel, you know, that, that, that good feeling, you know, um, chestnuts roasting on open fire, you know, that good, cozy, warm feeling inside, right? Um, and I just think as, as time went on, um, that kind of updated and, and became more contemporary and modern. That's, that's how we got our, you know, Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande, Michael Bublé. Is it you Ariana know, Grande like, you know, Christmas song? Yes, she has like an old album. Ah, crap. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I'm a little behind in that, I suppose. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, your pentatonic stuff like that. You know, like yeah, it, it's, 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 um, pentatonic's as, as almost, time... I think pentatonics almost kind of uh, harkens back to those older songs. Like, yeah, they do. They kind of vibes with like, that. You know? Well, I get you. Absolutely. Uh, and to, this, to some degree, right? Um, but they're like fundamentally still keeping their uh, their their roots, you know, um, which, I, which I think is just awesome, you know. Like you're still having these these like even even today, even today, like um, like uh, my my roommate was telling me about um, I, I haven't seen the movie, but um, Tyler the Creator did did a did a cover of a, of a Christmas song, you know, like like Tyler the Creator, like you you wouldn't think that he would ever make uh, a Christmas song, but, you know, look at him. Look, look at him doing it. He did it for the 2018. <laughs> anyway. Right? Um, he did so, for what? Wait, he did it for what? The Grinch movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, we're still getting new holiday music to this day, you know, even though a lot of them are just covers. Um, it's it's still being updated, it's still being modernized, um, stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I think. Right. Um, so then, real briefly, I th- or I think it's time we dive into the specifics because we've been talking a lot about these songs, but I think it's time we talk about our thoughts on these songs. So I think it makes the most sense to start with the Godfather of all of these Christmas songs, the one that seems to be the uh, the ringleader nowadays, and that is of course Mariah Carey. And her classic Christmas song. Hang on. Oh, I gotta Google the name. What's it called again? Hang on. All Christmas is you? No. Wait, maybe that's it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes. Literally, I got Mariah, and the first thing that comes up, comes up in Google is Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Yes, that. In case you weren't, in case you weren't, uh, you weren't aware, I was joking. That song is everywhere. If you do not know what the song is, you you've been hiding underneath several rocks, and I want to join you. <laughs> all right so um david let me ask you then what do you think of this song i mean it's 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 a classic it's iconic i mean it's one of the most if not the most iconic like christmas music or christmas song you know out there right now and you know i i think it is for for good reason 
it's a good song and it's catchy and Mariah Carey is a fantastic singer. Um, like, so it just, it just works on so many levels, you know? Um, it also like, it's, 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 it's different, you know, like it, it, it has that, you know, as it's, it's, it's a pop song, you know, it's like, you know, it gets you up, gets you going, you know, you want to do a little jig when you listen to it. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, right, right. Um, it, it's, it's such a fantastic song. It, it's a good time. Um, and and I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going anywhere, you know? Like, I think we're going to come back to it for, for years to come. And I don't think Mariah Carey was, was thinking it was going to blow up, you know, as much as it, it, it has. Um, I, I, like, for real. But, you know, I, I think I think it, you know, got this way for a reason. You know, it's 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 a great song, you know, um, you know, it's, it's just this. It's just if, if you if you don't know it for some reason, you know, it's it's about Mariah Carey just wanting, you know, you, you know, right? Like, like yes, and that she wants care. you like that's all you need to know. <laughs> right. You know, it's like and that doesn't necessarily like mean that it's a lover, you know, like it could be a friend, it could be a dog, it could be a bed, you know, like it, it, it doesn't matter. You it know? could be a bed. Holy. It could be okay. a bed. I want the, I want the Mariah Carey take of this song, like her version, you know, it's like 20 minutes long and it goes into detail about why it's actually a bed she's singing about and not a person. Well, I mean, I'm trying to make a point that it doesn't have to be one specific thing. She could be singing about literally anything. Um, and it, like, it's so open-ended, you know, it's, it's, it's a great song. It really is. Um, kind of what, what do you think about this song? Yeah. Uh, just, just a heads up. Cause I want, I want to establish it is not actually, it is not actually about a bed. Unfortunately. No. Um, I, I, I'm very sorry, but anyways, it is, it's hard to kind of talk about this song. Cause I think much if i had to pick a song christmas song that i think has been overplayed because it's the one that i actually hear during non-christmas time it has got to be this one it kind of pops around a lot so it's hard you to hear yeah people play this song around non-christmas time sometimes like it, if you were to p- mention christmas music and then someone were like oh yeah no one listens to christmas music that's the one they listen to and they stop listening to anything else like it's just this song um that being said, it definitely has that vibe to it. it. I could see it being a solid Christmas song. Like it has a lot of the music in the background that feels kind of Christmassy. The lyrics are very Christmas-ish, and Mariah Carey's pretty good, like you mentioned. Um, I think the biggest thing that kind of gets me about the song is like it doesn't really remind me of Christmas anymore. I think, like I get, yeah, they mention it several times, but it doesn't give me any vibes of Christmas anymore it might as well just be a normal Mariah Carey song about Christmas. Like, <laughs> excuse me. So I think my the effect of it is kind of dampened for me. But I think it's still a very solid song because everything that needs to be there is there. So I think, I, I don't blame anybody for liking it. I just think, I, I think I've kind of, I'm done. I don't need it. Um, if I could go a season without having hearing it, I'd be fine. Um, that being said, I get why it's a quintessential staple, you know? Me personally, if I needed a Christmas classic song, I'm thinking I need some Michael Buble. 
And Michael Bublé, he's the kind of guy I can get behind. Like, in terms of, like, making consistent Christmas music that kind of, like, slaps every single time, I think Michael Bublé kind of can't be beat in that regard. Uh, he pops out, even if just covers, are always some of the most enjoyable Christmas songs just because of how he sings it and the vibe that his songs give off. I love Michael Bublé, man. Like, those songs just are so warm and so relaxing. Um, he just, I love Michael Bublé's music, man. And the thing is, is it doesn't even need, it's not one particular song anymore. It's basically any time I hear Michael Bublé's song about Christmas, it instantly gets my attention. So I think if I had to pick a, a, a defining Christmas singer besides Mariah Carey, I guess, I would pick Michael Bublé. Uh, what do you think, Dave? I, as well, like Miguel Bubble. Miguel um, Bubble, man. Miguel Bubble. Um... I, I definitely think he has um, been marked as a, as a staple uh, in in the Christmas music industry. Uh, but the thing is, is that um, Michael Bublé, you know, he he's 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 established elsewhere, you know, in in the music industry. Like like I'm I'm sure you've heard his other music that 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 doesn't, um, uh, you know. That's it's not Christmas music. I mean, yes, um, but at the same time, do you really want your career to be defined by Christmas music? Like, what you get one month of the year where you actually get to be listened to? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Poor Mariah Carey's living that life. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, my, Michael Bay's a classic. You know, he has he's a couple albums I think out there, um, which is just you know solid Christmas music. It's you know it's 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 really good. Um, you know, he has an he's amazing voice. You know, um, relaxing kind of kind of has the uh, a jazz lounge oh, kind yeah. of feel. That's totally the vibe he gives off. Like just straight up like vibe into some jazzy inspired like relaxing music. Jazzy, yeah, jazzy super- like actual jazz, not like it's cold play, <laughs> not cold play <laughs> jazz. <laughs> cool, which is not the same jazz. thing because they're not jazz. Anyways, go ahead, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I have to say about Miguel Bubble. Miguel Bubble. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's quintessential Christmas for me. Um, what, who else do you want to bring up, Dave? Do you have any other thoughts or songs in particular you want to bring up specifically? Uh, let me think. Um, were you not, did you not have a long list of Christmas songs? Come on, it should be equally as long as your Christmas list. It should be all of your favorite songs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so a song that came to my mind that I really like is uh, Underneath the Christmas Tree, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Underneath the Tree. Uh, yeah, that's, that's basically, that's the most recent Christmas song I can think of that like became like a classic. Like, I, There's no other songs that have come out recently that have gotten to the level of any of the ones we already listened to. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I, 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 it's it's a great song, you know. It's it's I I want to put it on the same vein as uh, 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 all of Christmas is you, you know. Like it, it's it's a bop, you know. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to. I, I don't think it's uh, like I, I feel like it's the younger sister of all of Christmas is you. It's kind of, not as recognized, but then when people listen to it, they're like, oh, yeah, I love this song. But, you know, it's not really the first one that comes to people's minds. Um, it's it's kind of either. Yes. 
Connor. Yes. I'm you there? Here. Yes, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's about kind of what do you think? Yeah. Um. It's definitely notable. Like I think uh, the first thing I noticed about the song is how like like it, it is kind of different than a lot of Christmas songs for how fast it is. It is very it is very kind of upbeat and it's very energetic. It's very fast. So like that definitely gives it a distinct vibe. And I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, it's totally this little sister of uh, All I Want Christmas Is You. It's this little like kind of like um, additional song that kind of scratches the same itch, but it still is its own distinct song. It goes on for a little long. I think it could probably have been cut a little bit, but I do enjoy it. And I think uh, I think it's pro like I, probably the last time we're gonna get a Christmas classic song that plays consistently on the radio um, that is like gonna you know last you know. Um, yeah, so it's a very solid song. Um, I don't have much else to add to it either. Um, I think I think that's the thing is a lot of these songs kind of scratch the itch of pop songs, and a lot of pop songs you just don't have a lot to say about. You know, uh, that's the vibe I kind of get. Um, that's why I prefer the songs that are kind of more distinct, uh, and the ones that kind of pushed uh, pushed a little more of what radio play was like, like this song uh, or these this artist I should say. Uh, that is Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, I have no clue what's up with this with this one. Like, they just they create these weird like rock, not rock, like intense versions of Christmas songs. <laughs> like they did a cover, like the, their color cover of Carol of the Bells is just so insane. Like it it feels like it's prep for an action scene. It's so crazy, but it makes some of the most distinct Christmas songs ever because like they just there's nothing like them. Like when you when you're on the radio right and you're sitting there listening to you know uh nat king cole singing about how christmas is all nice and all that and you're sitting there like oh yeah that's nice and then you hear like this like you know the big you know like this like big trumpety music in the background as it slowly builds up this song and then like it's carol the bells but like it's extremely intense and like it seems like an action scene it's so strange but it's some of the most distinct christmas music i could think of and like I love listening to it anytime it's on, uh, anytime they play. Like, it, it's just such a weird song. And like all their, anytime they've had Christmas songs, there's a couple more that I'm kind of blanking on right now. But Carol the Bells is kind of the most distinct. But yeah, like, it's just, it's so big. It's such a huge song and like a distinct tone change for most Christmas music. And I do really like it. Um, do you remember the song off the top of your head? Another song? No, no, do you remember this song? Like the Mannheim Steamroller, uh, Carol of the Bells? Yeah. Yeah, yeah weird-ass song. Um, very good, though. I really like it. Um, what do you think, David? Do you have any thoughts on that, or you just want to move to the next one? Um, I don't really have anything else to add. I mean, yeah, it's, it's an interesting song. Um, I mean, I totally agree with you. Very exciting, very exciting. Uh, it's your turn. Uh, the, 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 the next, uh, I guess piece i want to recommend uh it was recommended by Reed actually he just whispered uh, sweet he just whispered into your ear he's like hey did i mention the song <laughs> yeah um and, and we're gonna go way back you know way way back to uh the 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 days of the composers the classic golden, golden days oh yes it's a classic <laughs> song of course Reed would suggest it yeah, and we're gonna go to to box Christmas oratorio. <laughs> That's the most read suggestion I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I listened to this a little bit, 
Um, and, you know, it, it's a classic, you know. Um, you, you guys know Bach, you know. He's a, you know, he, he composed for the church a lot. So he made a lot of Christmas music. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a banger, you know. Like, if you're looking for this, something <laughs> a little bit, and, you know, you look for something to relax to during the holiday season, um, check, check out Bach, you know, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, really... just, it's just such a funny contrast. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, yes, this classical artist from back in the day, banger, man. <laughs> it's yeah, not that it's right. not that's wrong. It's just funny. <laughs> it's it just a very flat thing. You know, like, like it really does. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Give give it a listen. Kind of, kind of. What do you think about Bach's Christmas Oratorio? Hey, I, I don't recognize it based off the name. Uh, I probably know it. Um, but I think it's just the Christmas <laughs> classic music in general does kind of give off that vibe. Like there, there really is nothing like classical music. It's very like it's very much its own thing. It it doesn't really ever like slow down. It's always constantly moving and has a lot of stuff going on. So I think Christmas music, if it has that kind of like Christmas connection, uh, which can be kind of hard to do, seeing as you know there's no lyrics, but uh, if it has that Christmas connection, it can it can make these really unique experiences, kind of like Carol's Bells, where it kind of takes you on this ride and you're like just there for it, you know. Um, so like, yeah, I could see that's why classical music kind of does have that impact. I could see it. Um, that being said, I don't know this song by name, so I can't like tell you anything specific about it. I can listen to it afterwards and I could tell you what my thoughts are on it, but obviously I can't record that. So I'll, um, I'll let you know, but I don't doubt that this song is a banger as David described so uh, vividly. <laughs> yeah. Um, one I will bounce, uh, bounce back. Um, is a song that I think I want to talk about specifically rather than talking about the artist I want to talk about the song in general because the song is just a very very decent song I think is very overlooked and that is um, I'll be home for Christmas I think this song I think it's kind of overlooked in the huge uh, you know push of all the different types of songs out there all the Christmas classics that are covered constantly I think this one kind of gets not maybe not necessarily overlooked but it definitely gets uh, is a part of the crowd but I think stands out a lot more for being one of the most one of the most weirdly melancholic Christmas songs out there. It's very like for being kind of relaxing in sound. It, the lyrics are very it, it's very vague and open ended. Almost kind of like you're wondering like, huh, what is the story behind this? Why does he? Why if only in his dreams? Where is he? And a lot of people have taken advantage of that and kind of expanded its meaning uh, from from just being you know maybe he's just late to like. You know, there's the one where it kind of implies that he's out, he's at war. Like, there's um, there's different ways you can interpret the song and kind of make it uh, mean more than you, you would have on first listen. And I really like that about the song. It's very laid back and it's very like, it's very atmospheric in a way where it kind of gives off this vibe of like the last couple of days of Christmas when you're wondering, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, like I'm gonna miss this Christmas vibe, you know. I wonder, like, you're sitting there kind of like listening to it and relaxing and thinking which is not usually something a lot of these Christmas songs do because it's just covers, you know? It's a really thoughtful song I think kind of gets overlooked. But I'll Be Home for Christmas is a very good song. Um, what do you think, Dave? Um, I'd have to agree. Um, it, it, it is a classic. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else to add. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of hard about uh, talking about Christmas music because like, everyone already knows, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. Sometimes like, you gotta explain the obvious to have people understand it a bit better, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's good. 
Good do you have, do you have a, a a classic Christmas song that's covered a lot that you enjoy, or maybe one that you don't enjoy so much, oh, yeah, which people yeah. would stop covering? I do. Well, I have one that's covered a lot that I, I really enjoy. Okay, go for it. Uh, this Christmas, um, Donny Hathaway, John Legend. Oh, uh, yes. Couple- yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, be careful with uh, how much you play of the song. You never know. We could get copyright struck any day. Right, right. We're, we're, we're constantly like... underneath the fire of, of uh, production companies, you know. <laughs> exactly. We are the most important thing on their radar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I love this song. I, I I love it so much. It's It's definitely in my top five favorite Christmas songs of all time um it's 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 a bop it's i mean it's up there with bach you know um (laughs) i'm sorry that i want to see a top 10 where you go like number three bach and then go into this long detail about your uh love of the classic song number two john legend (laughs) (laughs) i know i know um this this song it's i don't know it's like it lights a fire in my soul, you know, like it's, it's like, there's so much passion, you know, and it's like, it's like, it's a good time, you know, like, like, you know, how like Annie 2014 is like, found a way to connect to the Annie 2014. Good for you. Go ahead. That movie is such a good time, you know, like it looks like they're having so much fun. That is how I feel about this song. Like, I just feel like John Legend is, you know, just, having such a good time singing this song like it sounds like he's singing it like at a christmas party and and everyone's being merry and and just enjoying themselves it's like gosh i just i wish i was there you know like 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 it's like it's just a perfect christmas party song like like you could just like play it with your friends around you know like get y'all into a good spirit you know like Whip out the Sprite Cranberry, you know, like, <laughs> well, while you can, while up. you can, <laughs> that, yeah, uh, while you can, and wait until one of these days when, uh, when LeBron goes over and just takes it all for himself. I know, I know. Uh, this is why, this you is know, why there will never be a Space a Jam 2-2. Two, 2-2? Two. Two, two? There will never be a Space Jam 2-2 two, two for this exact reason. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to say. What, what do you think about this one? <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> The I don't the only one that's coming to mind is the John Legend one. Uh, I don't I'm not visualizing the other one, um, but I'll have you know it is a very good song. I think uh, it's one of those songs that I think, like you said, has a very upbeat tone that is very infectious, um, and it's like I mentioned, not very extreme. It's one you can definitely relax to, um, but it's also one of those ones that kind of leaves you like energetic and happy, you know, rather than necessarily excited, energetic, like. It's one of the songs that I could see being kind of the opener to your Christmas party where you walk in and this is like when everyone's at their most peak energy and you're, you know, just vibing, having a good time. Uh, and it's one of those, like, this is totally a John Legendy song. I think he his type of music style does fit this song very well. Um, so yeah, like it's one of the songs where you don't hear it much, but when you hear it, it does bring you back to a specific time because it's very distinct, you know? That's another thing about Christmas songs you got to keep in mind is like that distinctness. You don't want it to blend in together because you'll be probably listening to a lot of these back to back. So, like, if you have a song that stands out, it's that helps a lot with the Christmas music vibe. So, yeah, I think this one definitely fits that very well. So, I'll bounce back with another one that I enjoy, um, 
and that is I, I I will admit this one I feel kind of bad about because I, the Kelly Clarkson version kind of took over and made this one a little less notable but I really like this one and that is Wham's uh, Wham's Last Christmas um, like I like the Kelly Clarkson one too. Don't get me wrong, but that one gets annoying. The Wham one kind of seems sad. It almost kind of seems like it almost kind of seems more like a Wham song to me. It seems more like a song that was written by like an artist for the sake of making a song rather than necessarily making a Christmas song. But that almost makes me mem- remember it more. It's very it's very distinct, and I like the the instrumental parts of it. It's very different. Um, and it's one of the songs that when you hear it on the radio, it instantly you instantly kind of hit with it because it's not like anything else. Um, though it is very much just kind of a breakup song, but like I think the Christmas vibe to it kind of gives it more of a bittersweet twist, you know, where like it's like oh it's Christmas, but it almost makes it worse. And like I don't know, it's 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 a song that I think kind of can hit that like internal part of you that kind of like as happy as you are on Christmas, there's still kind of that's that part of you that kind of enjoys the sadder, like sadder song sometimes. I think this one kind of hits that um, rather than being, I think with um, like the last one I mentioned, which is also kind of sad. I think that one kind of has more comfort in it than this one does, but this one's still very enjoyable. Um, the Kelly Clarkson one also decent. It gets annoying, but I think, uh, I think it has more of that pop vibe. So it does end up being a little catchier, um, but both are very solid songs. I think last Christmas is one of those songs that, is going to last. I bet you there'll be a cover coming very soon by someone else who's going to become yet another staple of this song's uh, impact, you know? Oh, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, Last Christmas. It's it's a classic. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's, it, it's, 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 it's a joy to listen to, you know, it's, it's part of that, that, that modern decade of, of Christmas music, you know, um, where like you know it i don't know i feel like a lot of modern christmas music kind of has a um romantic kind of element to it um well yeah because it's pop songs right right mostly romantic so they're like hey we'll just make it christmas themed that is true that is true um and I, i definitely think it fits fits that uh fits that mold um yeah yeah um yeah definitely um I enjoy that song too, um, David. What do you think? Yeah. What's your next? What's your um, next one you want to throw in the ring? A song I'd like to discuss with you. It's it's it, it's it's a song that's that's been up for discussion for for years now. Um, <laughs> I think I know what song you're talking about, but please say it. Yeah, um, the song I would like to discuss with you, Connor, is "Baby It's Cold Outside." I knew it. Um, yeah, so. This song was, I don't know when it originally came out. Um, at least but the, at it, least the 90s, I believe. There is at least a cover in the 90s. Yeah. Or 80s, um, maybe even. Well, the, the point is, is that it was kind of written um, during the, 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 the classical decade of Christmas music. And the classical um, romance, not, too. Yeah, classical romance. It's, it's not like, it's not like the hymn era and it's not like the modern era. It's like that in-between yeah, era, you weird, know? the weird era I mentioned where, like, a lot of the songs were kind of hit or miss. Yeah, right, right, yeah, It's, it's that, that one. Um, and it was written during a time period um, in which it was this kind of taboo or, like, 
seen as as wrong for a woman to I guess stay stay over at at a at a man's house. Um so lyrically um it 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 made you know to some degree some sense but as as time has gone on and as like we've gotten to like the modern era right the song has not held up you know it's oh, not hold up i'm test- sorry uh the movie came out or the song came out in 1944 it is very old yeah i apologize okay. for being completely wrong there <laughs> yeah it came out a while ago which I guess makes um, sense thinking thinking about the lyrics. Yeah, right. And like his point is, it's not close to the test of time, um, and it's gotten a lot of backlash recently. Um, it's 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 tried. It's been you know like people have tried to cancel it, you know, and all that good stuff. I know that John Legend did a a, a politically correct cover of it, and it's and if you haven't listened to it, I. Recommend giving it a listen only because of how hilarious some of the lines are. Because it's as that same melody, but they just changed some of the lyrics, and it, it's it's just kind of funny because it sounds like he's trying to kick her out of the house. It's it, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about that. I kind of want to check that out now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he like called an Uber for her, and like <laughs> like you can leave my house anytime. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. kind of hilarious. John, John Legend is like, okay, all right. Then they go, it goes from it goes from romantically being like, hey, why don't you stay? To okay, get out of my house. It is getting yeah, late. please, please go. leave. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, I recommend funny. giving that a listen when you have a chance. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely uh, been through the ringer. Uh, I'd definitely say it's that one song that's definitely has not withstood the test of time at all. Um, but you know it, it's it's still up there as a classic, you know, um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, like we we yeah, I don't know, yeah. I, I, well, back 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 in the day. Um, wait, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Kind of, what do you think? <laughs> did you just have like an internal debate with yourself? On, I on did. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> there was like a whole. There were layers to that. Um, I know. So yeah, so this song is definitely not. Uh, it's it's hard. Um, I think if you're talking about if it's an acceptable song or not, I think it's definitely up to interpretation. Because on the one hand, it could be seen as him being really creepy. On the other hand, you could also see it as her being leading him on. Like you don't know the events leading up to this conversation. So you have no clue what um, what exactly the situation is. There is a chance that this isn't as creepy as it sounds. That being said, there's just no getting around it. This song is just not that good. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I think as a Christmas song, I think their lyrics, there are a couple lyrics that are decently Christmassy. But I think the biggest problem is it's just not that interesting of a song. I think the, and musically, there's just not much going on. I think, like, instrumentally, there's not much going on. There's not many memorable, like, melodious points. It's mostly just a conversation. So I think it's really easy to... It'd be really easy for me to just kind of skip over it because of that. Um, the lyrics part is is definitely uncomfortable, but I think there are some artists that can kind of sell it a bit better. The older versions of the song, I think, kind of come off as creepier, but there's a version uh, with Michael Buble and Adina Menzel that is not 
that bad because the two of them are really good singers and they both kind of own the characters well. But that being said, yeah, there is a weirdness to it that I think is not necessarily needed and is not a good enough song to really justify that, you know? Like, I don't feel the need to uh, listen to this consistently to the point where I'd be offended if they stopped playing it. That being yeah. said, the John Legend one sounds hilarious. That's just, that's not better. <laughs> that's not better. That's just, that's putting a Band-Aid on your, uh, your arm being cut off. It's not doing anything. <laughs> But yeah, no. that's funny. I did, I really want to check that song out now. Yeah, it came out a couple of years ago, I think. It was, yeah, it was kind of a <laughs> Thank thing. you. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, so kind of like made his way in the this Christmas Well, I think John, John Legend, I think, just wants to do everything. And I think he's starting to realize he's done everything. Like he's acted, <laughs> he's sung, he's done you know, specials on TV. He's, I think he's done everything he wants to do, and now he's kind of wound, winding down. Like, you don't hear much of his music play on the radio anymore, but like, besides every once in a while, but like, I think he's just kind of, he's set. Like, he's done what he wants to do, and he's just kind of coasting. But you know what? Good for him. <laughs> um, so, the final song we can discuss, I think, might be a good one to finish off on, um, is I think we should talk about the this, at least some of the movie songs because there's a lot of songs that come from movies that kind of became really big um but the one that i think most specifically i'd like to talk about is the grinch that classic song because Bahudore, Bahudore? no not that one the, the, the one about him like the, the uh, classic one uh, like this song has is, is one of the most distinct christmas memories to me like it you hear it every single year and it's like for good reason. The song is so like, it's such a great way to develop him as a character, and it's so detailed. I love the details they give in the song. It is so weird, perfectly representative of Doctor of uh, Doctor Seuss's writing. Like, it is just so weird, and the way they describe him and like how bizarrely over the top they make him seem in terms of how gross he is, despite the fact that they are never there's not a single interpretation of the character that ever makes him as gross as the song kind of implies. But it's just such a distinct song that totally gives off this character's vibe, but is weirdly Christmassy because you know the story. I think the story kind of gives the uh, the song more of a rem- uh, more of a um, Christmassy vibe, but it's really fun. I think it's probably there's just so many memories I have connected to the song. Uh, and an honorable mention, if we're on the movie category, of course, goes to any song from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie like Burl Ives type stuff. His music is just very Christmassy in terms of the way he sings it. But like any song from that is worth listening to. Uh, if you, And watch the movies, I guess. They're not very good. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger one is not very good. The movie, the Grinch movie is fine. The original animated one. Um, what do you think, Dave? What do you think of uh, either of these movies and either of those songs? Yeah, I mean, I think like the Grinch is, you know, it, it's... No, it's regarded as you know a classic holiday movie, um, and you know it's been ingrained in our in our minds. Um, I mean, I I totally agree with everything you just said, um, and you no, know, there 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 are a lot of, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. You got that. Uh, yeah. That's all. That's all. 
That was a lot yeah. of work. I know, <laughs> they were I know, fighting, I know. Fighting with the, uh, the, his inner demons there, just trying to figure out if he had anything to say on the Grinch. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to like put things into words. Uh, when the guac is extra. Damn. I know, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are other songs besides the, the, the Grinch song that are in the Grinch that are classic. Dahudores again. <laughs> what is this? Is this like your? Is this your like uh, your redeemer song? Is this like your? Is this your uh, your magnum opus? I mean, it's a good song. <laughs> Why is that one the most memorable though? It's it's just the one they play at the end. <laughs> it doesn't. It, the lyrics don't mean anything. It's literally made up words. <laughs> no, but like they like welcome Christmas, welcome Christmas Day or something like that, right? Well, yeah, there's that, but most Dahudores doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I know, I know, but like my favorite Christmas song is the ones that don't mean anything. <laughs> but like you know, like the little like people, you know, like they look so weird, but like <laughs> <laughs> why is that a justification? They're, like, they're weird looking, so the song is good. <laughs> yeah, David, I want you. I, I, want, I want you to write a book on this. This would be fascinating. Dahudore or the Grinch? Either or, honestly. Oh, okay. Like, please explain your rationale and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll write. I'll write an essay. <laughs> so uh, overall, David. Yeah. Overall. Oh wait, do you have anything else to say? No, I don't. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. But overall, David, I think what should we? What What do you advise the listeners to take home from this situation, from this discussion? What What do you think? Um, I think just like. Be, I don't know, be, be more aware of uh, the music that you're, you're turning back to every year, you know, just like be cognizant, you know, of like how far we've come um, musically over, over the course of the decades, you know, just like how Christmas music is always changing and how music itself is always changing and shifting as, as, as we go forward um, throughout, throughout history and how, how we should, um, you know, forgive ourselves for, um, for, for our past, you know, like, like, you know, like the music that, that was acceptable, you know, back in the day might not be acceptable now and the music that's acceptable now might not be acceptable in the future. You know, like we're always changing, you know, like you just gotta, it's gotta be weary, you know, gotta, gotta learn to forgive, you know, and, uh, be also be willing to accept new things, you know, like, just be willing to accept change, you know, change with the times, you know, because that's all we can do, right? And that's why we shouldn't listen to I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas ever again. Uh, I totally forgot to mention that song. That song sucks ass. That is such a bad <laughs> song. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, good, 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 good talk, good talk. That was a good point. Um, so I think we should dive in. Uh, and talk about some quick things we've we've done over the last month. Some suggestions, yeah, un, yeah, un, yeah. unrelated to Christmas, all right, all right. Oh, and also, I should note this is going to be the the kickoff to our third season of technically doing. Is it really? Yeah, it's we got a break, so I think we should do a third season. Uh, all right. So yeah, uh, welcome to season three, I suppose. Um, <laughs> it's not nearly as impactful as you think it is. Really, all it is is just me changing the numbering. So. This won't be num- this won't be episode number thirty eight of season two. It'll be episode one of season three. It's more for me than it is for you. Anyways, um, David, how many suggestions you got? Connor, I want to do something a little different. Whoa, Jesus Christ! Season three. So I, I know <laughs> this I is know. the season everybody got to check in. This oh. is the this is the community season three of uh, of our podcast. I know, right? So 
I have three suggestions, but the thing is, is that I've done a, I've done quite a bit when it comes to you know things that I could suggest. So much so that I don't even know what I want to suggest. So I have movies, I have shows, I have video games, I have music. So Connor, I want you to decide a movie, a show, a game, or like a, a music or like something to do with music um, for my suggestions. So you could just say movie, show, music, or something like that. Just one. No, you can pick all three. Oh, okay. Just like say like the genre. Oh, I bet. I get you. I get you. Okay. Uh, this is this is exciting. I have no. This is, I'm very scared. I have no clue to. Oh, I could do this wrong. Um, okay. Do do a movie, a song, and a game in that order. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Uh, the movie I'm going to be discussing is American Psycho. <laughs> That's a pretty good uh, movie. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I watched this the other day and I loved it. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, you know, just uh watching what's his name? What's what's his what's the actor's name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yes. Uh thank you. Mm-hmm. Um watching just Christian Bale um in in, in his in his epic performance. Uh, of just being like this serial killer who, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a serial killer, but like, it's, this would be like, like oh, I, I love it so much. Um, just the dialogue and, and how just like, how serious they take some things in this movie that like, in another, like, in like the real world, like, no one cares about, like, like there's a scene where like they compare business cards, <laughs> like and they're so serious about it too. Like like I have eggshell white uh, card, you know. It's like 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 no one cares about like the color white of 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 your of your of your business card, you know. Well, like, you would too like, if it was eggshell white. Right. Exactly. But like, um, that, that that's just like the how hilarious some of the things in this movie are but like they do it in a way that like adds the depth of the character um it it, it works it, it somehow works um and you know it, it's it's a good time it's it's a really good time and the interesting i don't know christian bale's character in this movie is so interesting because he's really like no other protagonist minor kind of have you seen it yes i've seen it you see, yeah, like my minor spoilers, but like, I, I I feel like him as a character, he doesn't really change throughout the story that much. Nor does he suffer from any kind of repercussions or learn any lessons throughout the story. He kind of just stays the same, and I think that's really interesting um, way to take a character. Because usually, like, there's some kind of lesson or, like, the character changes to some degree. But his character does not change. He's pretty much the same from the beginning to the end, you know. And I think it just adds to the to the greatness of this movie. You know, it takes such a unique turn that I was like, wow, that's, that's actually kind of cool. I like that. 
Um, yeah, I think that's sort of the point that he's not supposed to change. It's kind of like a it's a dissection of the kind of people that we hide. Like it's not necessarily saying that all people are like this, but it's saying there's a part of there's a part of you that's kind of like would be relatable like this, where you kind of like have no no thought of the consequences of your actions and like you just you act on impulse you act on like pure uh ego and greed and like it's just kind of that ex- the, the exposition of that kind of person that you hide and this right. is kind of like putting it on full display so i think changing it would kind of uh defeat the purpose of what the story is kind of about um right. so i agree with you 100 percent. yeah um also um christian bale is british yes. um so why don't just call it british psycho uh, <laughs> Yes, um, one of the one of the criminal the the uh, criminal this mistakes this film makes. <laughs> I know. Um, How dare you? <laughs> um, and then, kind of, what do you say? Is it a, a, a music next, or yeah, music, and then a game. Okay. Um, so I have an album I would like to recommend to y'all that I listened to uh, like a couple weeks ago that I really liked. Um, and that is um, uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> David, oh, the, I guess the our, Black Parade. You listened to our own podcast. We talked about Halloween suggestions and said I could listen to this. I know. And I went and did it. <laughs> the Black Parade album, My Chemical Romance. Um, you know, I, I, I'd listened to like a couple of the songs prior to that, but I hadn't listened to the entire album. Um, and upon this entire album, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, when people think of my chemical romance, they think emo. But when I listen to this, I don't think emo. I genuinely see my chemical romance as a rock band. You know, like, like, like I don't know. It's like, it's, it's not emo. Like, Yes, Gerard Way yells a lot in, in his music, and he can be super intense and emotional. His name is Gerard? Yeah, Gerard Way. That's the lead singer. I thought Gerard Butler was the only Gerard left. No, Gerard Way. Yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. um, like the amount of emotion that, that, that he has like, in, in his voice. You know, like, yes, you can say that as emo, but like, I don't. You know, I personally think that's just like is his style and and like i know that like doesn't make any sense like even though, like my comic romance like regarded as like being like an emo band like i just i just don't see it as emo so like, the most, I see it. the most my chemical romance fan thing i've ever heard <laughs> like, I, I don't see it as Emo, I'm sorry. I, j- I just don't. David's like eye twitching. It's like, it's not, it's uh, not emo. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, totally give us a listen. Um, and, ju- and just just be ready. Just be pre- pre- prepared um, for, for the intensity of Gerard Way because um, he, he is intense. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, some, some songs that I really like, you know, got to go with the you know classic Welcome to Black Parade. Um, teenagers also really good. My personal favorite, famous last words. Um, and listen to the entire album. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 really really good. And the uh the whole album kind of tells a story. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what the story is, but definitely like try to figure that out yourself. Um, because it's, there's definitely something there. It's it's good. Give it a listen. Um, and then a game you said. Yeah. 
All right, so the game I'd like to recommend is a game that I've been meaning to play for a long time. I just never had the opportunity or chance, and I didn't know when I was going to be able to play it. Um, but I finally had the opportunity. Uh, the game landed in my lap. Um, I've I've been I've kind of been blocked because I haven't had the right console for it. Because for some reason. PlayStation has so many good exclusive games and it kind of hurts having an Xbox. But the point is, is that (laughs) I've finally been able to play this game um, after so long. uh, And that is Spider-Man PlayStation 4. I know we're already on PlayStation 5 and you're just now getting the Spider-Man PlayStation. There is the Spider-Man remaster that's on PS5 where you can have the, uh, where you can get the No Way Home skins. So they are still updating it. They are, they are. Um, but the point is, is that I am playing this on the PlayStation 4. But does this have the exaggerated swagger of a black teen? I don't think so. Uh, no, no, it doesn't, sadly. Sad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this game is a lot of fun. And I, and I'm sure you guys all know that it's been out for a while. Um, all y'all with PS4s have probably played this game and beaten it or whatever. Um, I, I'm only, like, 25% 25% done with the game. I haven't been able to play it very often because I've been studying for finals and stuff and I've been kind of busy. Um, but the times that I have been playing it, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I've, I've played it some at Connor's house because he's let me try it out, but he, he's already beaten the game, so all I really did is like swing around and like fight bad guys and use his maxed out pretty, pretty much which, most of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fun, but like, like doing missions like, and like, you know, like all that cinematic, you know, fighting bad guys and stuff like that, that is an experience all on its own that like, just swinging around doesn't, you know, allow. Um, and, you know, like it's masterful story. It's, it, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, it, it reminds me of um, playing the, the Batman games a lot because, um it's very similar to it, actually, um, where you just, you know, you would glide to different missions and you you do different things and stuff like that, kind of like this, where you swing around and get to go to different missions and stuff like that. It, it's a lot of fun. Brings back brings back old memories. Um, so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, being a Spider-Man fan, there are some things that are kind of obvious to me that I I see happening in the near future um like Otto octavius like i know who that is i knew who that was even before i played the game um and and i i i have you know suspicions as to what may or may not happen later on in this game um man you're gonna be so surprised when it turns out to be batman i mean what oh oh, But yeah, you know, I'm loving the game so far. Um, I'll make sure to update you guys uh, on my progress on the game. Well, actually, I don't know, because Winter Break is coming up soon. I probably won't get to play it then. But I will let you guys know if I make any more progress to this game. So far, it's been a lot of fun. Nice, nice. It's pretty exciting. Um, all right, so I guess it's my turn. Um, and then I'll, I guess I'll, let, I'll do what you did. Uh, I'll let you choose, because I do, I do have some ammo. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, you hit me up, David. What, what do you think? What, sh- what should I do? You, you have everything? Yeah, I've got pretty much everything. So, All right, so we're going to go with a, a game. 
a show and a movie. Okay, I bet. I could do that. All right, so game. Uh, I have not been doing a lot of gaming while I'm on campus uh, and doing school stuff. It's just kind of, I just haven't chosen to. Um, but the past couple days, I did pop out the Switch, and I have been playing a couple games. And I went and replayed um, the entire campaign for uh, Untitled Goose Game again because I had it, and I didn't need connection for it, and the Wi-Fi wasn't really working at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to hop in and try this. Um, because I've already beaten it once before, but I wanted to go through and try it again. But you know what? It's a really weirdly entertaining game. Uh, I think, like, it's not a, like, di- a really dynamic game, like one of those things where, like, there's a lot going on. It's very, very simple. But I think that kind of works to its advantage because it's just weirdly entertaining, just kind of doing nothing and kind of just bugging people. I think it's just kind of fun. Like, there's just this inherent, like, inherently, like, silly vibe to it. And it's really enjoyable just kind of, like, running around, you know, scaring the crap out of people, you know, stealing their stuff, getting them all pissed off, running around, like, throwing stuff everywhere. And, like, just, it, it is decently, like, it is, there's a decent challenge to it because there's a weird kind of, there's these weird kind of objectives that they make you do, so you have to kind of figure out ways around it. It's not, like, hard, but there's enough there that it's, like, at least you have to think a little bit. And, I mean, it's just, it was weirdly entertaining. I loved, like, sitting down between study sessions and just kind of, like, futzing around with it. It was just fun. It's a very simple experience, but it's one of those games where, like, if you have the opportunity to try it, it's definitely worth trying out just for being weird and bizarre. Um, I'd enjoy it. I do. I did have a good time with it. Um, so you said show next, right? Um, this one's sort of cheating. It's sort of cheating because it's not really a show. It's a three-part comedy special, but I've watched the first part. But I do kind of want to talk about it because it's it's weird. So... I had heard about this, and I did, I had heard pretty positive things, so I wanted to check it out. Uh, and it's called Middle Ditch and Schwartz. It it's a comedy like uh, it's an improv comedy three part special thing. Um, and it's it's by uh, Tom Middle Ditch and uh, and Ben Schwartz. If Ben Schwartz is the voice of Sonic, so if you want to hear Sonic swear, here's where you do it. Um, but like it, it's these improv specials. They kind of all they do is they start out. They're like, okay. Uh, let, they, they talk to some people in the crowd, get some information, and then they just make up a story on the spot. I I think this sounds dumb. I think that sounds like a setup for it to be awful. Because, like, that just seems like, I don't know, that doesn't sound like it's going to work. Especially with two comedians I didn't really know much about. That seems like a risk. And I was like, I'm not sure how much I'm going to like this. And I watched the first episode, and weirdly enough, it does weirdly work. It, it shouldn't work. There are a lot of jokes I think are really poorly thought out, because obviously they made them up on the spot. Like, it's just something they just kind of said. And I'm like, okay, well, what was the point of that? Like, what was what was the joke there? There's a lot of points where I kind of got that vibe where it just kind of seemed like something they said. That being said, for how much all this is made up, it really does, there's a lot of the chemistry between these two you get. And, like, it makes it, there's a lot to enjoy about it. They just love doing this stuff. Like, they put 100% into everything they say, regardless of it, if it's funny or not. And that just kind of makes it, it gives us an, an enjoyable kind of, like, I don't know, like irony to it almost. Where you're like, you good? Sorry. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. No, I had lunch before. It's all good. Sorry about that. I had to talk to my roommate real quick. Um, but yeah, like, there's just this kind of like weird, kind of like bizarre kind of irony to it. Where like it almost seems like they know what they're saying is not that funny, but like they're just committing to it. And the way they sell it and the way these characters, or not characters, the way these two performers 
essentially just own up to this and the way that like, i don't know it's it's weirdly entertaining like especially it goes on for an hour and i'm like okay th- there is no way the two guys just making up stuff for an hour is gonna be funny but weirdly enough it does work not perfectly but it works and i'm really excited to check out the next two like there it's like a it's three parts so it is technically set up like a show so that's why i'm considering it a show but it works and i had a really fun time with that first episode um and i'm, I'm excited to check out the next so yeah, Middle Ditch and Schwartz, if you want to check it out. Uh, weirdly fun. Uh, that's, that should be the tagline, just weirdly fun. Um, but yeah, okay, I've got one more, right? Uh, what was it? Movie? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Uh, I've got, I watched so many of those. Um, let's talk wait, about... Wait, 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 wait. To make it a bit more difficult, it has to be a Christmas movie. You, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you want me to say. I know exactly what you want me to say, and I'm not going to say it. Um, I watched Muppets Christmas Carol a couple weeks back. That movie is phenomenal. I love Muppets Christmas Carol. One of the most sentimental, sweet, and just lovely takes of Christmas Carol there is. Everyone sells it really well. I love Michael Caine as Scrooge. I think he's kind of perfect. I love the character interactions. I love how they put the Muppets in this story. I think it works really well. Plus, it just captures a vibe of Christmas that I just love. It's very sentimental. It's very look-back kind of vibe, and I love it. It is one of my favorite versions of the story, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. David, I hate you trying to make me bring that movie up. I dare you. Uh, for context, I, uh, I don't want to recommend it. This is a disrecommendation. I watched Home Sweet Home Alone, and that movie is so bad. Like that's what he wanted me to say, and I guess it worked. But that movie is so bad. Don't watch that. Watch *Mama's Christmas Carol* instead. Um, <laughs> I'm just not ready for that. Okay. Um, that is all I've got. Then, if that's the case, uh, if that is the um, if that is the suggestion, I don't got much else to say. Um, I had a good time this episode, David. Um, thank you for joining me yet again. Thank you for all you lovely listeners to. Uh, Thanks to you guys for coming back. Um, sorry about the break from last week. We almost didn't have an episode ready for this week. Uh, some technical problems popped up, but this new setup I've got has worked pretty well, so I think this might even become the normal. We'll have to see. But, yeah, thank you for checking in again. Check the Instagram, because now that David has posted once again uh, to tell people that we've missed a day, I think it's time. I think it's important for you to stay up to date. So follow the Instagram, what's that smell underscore you thinking again. Hopefully David will post. <laughs> that's, that's yeah hopefully um and uh thank you for listening all this time we really appreciate you guys coming back i'm excited to see what the season brings in terms of random content hopefully reed can join us again for another episode um i got a couple people who wanted us to join us and talk about some stuff too so we have things to talk about so i'm excited to see what happens this season uh thank you for listening and uh, i've been connor this has been david you've been listening to the podcast that we entitle david well, what's that smell you thinking of? and